Welcome to the Drive Time News Blast, 30 minutes, 45 for patrons of news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty and justice. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. Our top story, President Biden is poised to make a speech to a joint session of Congress and the Senate. But for some reason, they he are not calling it a State of the Union address. Now, there are very few constitutional obligations of the president, but one is that from time to time, he is to address the joint session and give them an update on the State of the Union and make some recommendations. And if they are, it's weird to me that they're not calling it that. And I wonder if they're just trying to set up a, a, a petty bickering match. It definitely opens the door for that. The the address formerly known as the State of the Union address, <laughs> which is kind of how NPR presented it today. I kind of expect like a, a Tucker Carlson monologue on that. Oh yeah. Oh definitely. Tucker will probably be all call him out on that and make up some like big thing to just piss people off and then we'll get a bunch of emails trying to tell us that. Yeah. What Tucker so, said. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, During the speech One of the subjects of focus is going to be one of the primary subjects is going to be his American family plan that he's presenting. And part of this American family's plan is universal preschool for three and four year olds. So universal preschool for three and four year olds. Those are the ages between the ages of three and five. Obviously, all of their young life people are impressionable, but the brains, personality, the the assumptions you can have the most impact on a kid from the ages of three to five. That's, that's the least, that's the worst time to hand your kids over to the government. Absolutely. And the more, one thing that the Corona times have demonstrated to me is the importance of being available to take care of your people, especially since those resources can go away. And I've seen it from my kids Zooming at home, parents, people who the difference between people whose parents are in a home that they were no longer able to visit them versus my mom and also even just the way to take care of one's own health. So one thing I've just I've talked talk about all the time is bone broth. I love bone broth. I make it every week. I drink it every morning. Uh, this weekend I made borscht out of it. So now even my kids are like slurping down. I'm like, I think it might, you might not want to eat that much of it. Like it's, <laughs> it is meat jello. I, I don't know what the implications of ODing on meat jello are, but there's a funny, like the question everybody asks libertarians. It's, it's like an annoying joke at this point, but who will build the roads? Yeah. And I just think of the whole like, Someone needs to stay home. I don't care if it's the mom or the dad or whatever, the aunt, but who will make the bone broth? You know, it takes, it yeah. took me 20, almost 24 hours to make the beef one because it's like hell to make jello out of bones. So, but the point is, somebody needs to be home to make the bone broth to grow the chickens and all that. So I feel like the key to intergenerational health to being independently healthy psychologically mentally and physically is to have that unit taking care of each other and not outsourcing education love nurturing this is the going in the opposite direction but what else is no yeah it appears to and it's right in line with the un cradle to career stacy abrams cradle Absolutely. to career so i there is a 
another little news item I wanted to get to. I know that there's more Biden stuff, Hunter Biden stuff, and I'm very eager to hear about that. Did you have anything else on Biden's speech? He didn't make it yet, right? No, he didn't make it yet. We'll have a little bit more tomorrow. Okay, so there was a big story about Giuliani's home being raided in New York and that it's and and they took his electronics devices and everything. And they were saying how unusual it is for a lawyer because there's so many other people's information there. I think they took I, if I recall correctly, when when it happened to Michael Cohen, they took, I believe, four million documents, something unbelievable. And there's no way you could have a warrant with specificity to, talking about what you wanted pursuant to the Fourth Amendment with something like that, like that to me should go down under a Fourth Amendment challenge, but of course, the stuff's been gutted. The uh, point of the raid is to investigate undisclosed foreign lobbying for Ukrainian officials. <laughs> That's what they say. And uh, and he's and it's uh, the article from CNN said he's also likely to face scrutiny. So this is not what he's being investigated for. So it's kind of annoying because I had to read it twice. Likely to face scrutiny from Fulton County for um, who are investigating Trump's effort to influence Georgia's election results. So that that seems like I don't know why they threw that in there, but my guess is it's going to go to whatever the next stage of that um, propaganda, counter propaganda effort, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time in the news, uh, I think I found this on Damned Report. Our friend Ken has started this like a very highly curated daily headlines mailer, which I'm really enjoying. And and I like to give him credit when I find a story there that the U.S. has given two billion dollars in aid to Ukraine since we orchestrated a coup against their democratically elected government. It's pretty crazy that we're still fighting that fight against Russia, against Ukraine, but had a deeper insight. If you're willing to indulge one more, please deeper thought. Okay. So, you know, I was reading this, uh, this like obscure chapter of a lull at the very end of his book, the technological society, where he addresses some propaganda, which is not the same as his book on propaganda. And one of the things he flagged as a technique that he did not see yet exploited, but he expects it to be exploited. So this is a really old book. And it's the Oedipus Complex. So the Oedipus Complex is where Oedipus marries the mother and kills the father. And I started to wonder if that's what's being exploited in that every time they talk about... uh, wanting to put Trump in jail. They're investigating Giuliani. Newsom is getting, uh, there's a recall effort underway for Newsom. There's that Cuomo thing. And I just wonder if all of these male figures that were made heroes and then slain, were they made fathers and then slain? Are they exploiting some kind of edible complex. This is a watch to watch out for for you, Binkley, as a, as one of the arrows in your quiver of propaganda tactics. Yeah, I think that that was definitely exploited with Trump, the father figure aspect yes. of it. People they used to call him Daddy. People that were hardcore supporters of him. I know. Wow. My, I know uh, Milo. You uh, not, yeah, you not bless the one who was gay, and then he came yeah, out not straight. Bless. He used to call him. He used to call Trump Daddy all the time. Oh and I heard others gosh. do it as well. Okay. <laughs> Milo also used to use the OK sign. Oh, yeah, I have, yeah. I, I put a lot. Of, there are a lot of little Easter eggs in that story I just gave you. We have stories that could pull on any of the threads yeah, I, I just laid I out. But first, let's go to the uh, Hunter Biden story, which only you can do justice. Well, 
if you didn't think we were living in the twilight zone already, then <laughs> Clown you, world. no doubt will after the story. Hunter Biden will be helping to teach a class on fake news at Tulane University, which is formerly the number one party school in America, according to the Princeton Review. I think it fell down. Wow, really? Five. Yeah, I think it's number five right now. Last year, I believe it was number one. Is this the environment we need Hunter Biden in and at Tulane, number one party school in New Orleans, surrounded by yes, kids? It's in New Orleans. We'll know That's where funny. their drug dealer is. I don't know if we should really be putting him in these types. This is a guy who did get a Washington, D.C. stripper pregnant and then try and not have to raise the baby. So I don't know if this is the best environment. But Oh, but it's probably he probably just needed an excuse to move to NOLA. Yeah, you know, I've written articles it. about how New Orleans is one of my favorite cities because they don't raise an eyebrow when they can't have an intelligent discussion on breakfast cocktails. Well, yeah, I mean, if this is if this is their idea of community service for Hunter Biden, then he is loving this community service. <laughs> loving every minute of his it. Crimes. So this course, it's a 10 week course and it's called Media Polarization and Public Policy Impacts. And Hunter is going to be one of several guest speakers throughout the course. Now, one would think that if you're going to teach a course on fake news, that you would have a nice balance of opinion, a diversity of opinion to help people truly understand the nature of fake news. Not this course. This course has a long list of people that have the exact same opinion from different news outlets and different <laughs> walks of life, just to reinforce the propaganda message. Here's a sampling of some of the other guest speakers, along with Hunter. Dr. Deborah Burks, the White House Coronavirus Response Coordinator. Juan Williams, the political analyst, the left the liberal <laughs> political analyst from Fox News. Susan Glasser, a columnist for The New Yorker. Margaret Sullivan, a Washington Post columnist. Wow, she was bad. Yeah. Kylie <laughs> Atwood, a national security correspondent for CNN. Margaret Brennan, face the nation moderator. Brett Stevens, a New York Times columnist. And yeah, a guy he used named, to be in the journal. He was the oh, worst. Oh, did he? Yeah. yeah. A guy named Dr. Michael Fon Troy, a professor in political science at Howard University. So those are all no, there's not a lot of people who are going to be arguing that the mainstream is fake news there. This is going to be indoctrination. This is another way that they do it. They go after the kids when they're young, between three to five, and then they they get them in college and they're going to be getting drilled with a false version of reality. If your kid's going to Tulane, they're going to get brain damage through this class. I have noticed with when I was shopping around for schools that every school I've seen for my kids, other than the like hardcore Catholic elementary school they went to, has they have classes and instruction on how to assess Internet information, how to do research. And it's all I've told you, there's only three rules, authority, authority and yep. authority. And it's to me, it's this him teaching class on just the title of the class is just propaganda. They might as well just change the name of it to propaganda. Yeah. And oh. and what it's 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 Snopesian in the way it's telling you the way you can you can authenticate news and then it goes ahead and just gives you the exact opposite thing. Like authority is not the way to authenticate news. Credibility of source, plausibility, evidence, those are the ways to evaluate news. So what I feel like is this is doing the actual opposite. It's yeah. not that it's teaching you how to recognize fake news. It's teaching you how to embrace it. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. I totally embrace it. And one final note on that story is that we all know Hunter Biden's privilege. We need some of that Hunter Biden privilege, man. We, he had his Burisma 
consultant job. He had his $2 million front for his book about how he's a crackhead. And now he's got this gig teaching co-eds as an authority figure at the number one party school in the nation. And also, a few months back, I didn't realize this, he was given an art deal at a studio to draw paintings, even though he has no experience as an artist. I read a story about him. I had been keeping my eye on their investment, him and the Bulgers and the Carries have a, have various financial relationships. And one of Hunter's financial partnerships was heavily invested in a hedge fund or a, an investment fund in China. And it's hard to get the latest updates on that. But last year or during the campaign of Biden, Hunter said people were scrutinizing it. And he said, I just I stepped down from the board, but he didn't liquidate what apparently was an investment that he never even made. Like, so he had an interest, but he never actually sent the money over. So he got a free piece of the action, which I saw speculated was could be worth a billion dollars. And then he just, in order to like wash his hands of it, he just stopped showing up for work. <laughs> well, it's quite a life he's been living. I know. Biden. What a guy. He should be the drug czar. Booyah. Yeah, make him the drug czar. If we're gonna go he would make the best drug czar. Absolutely. Let's go full ridiculous. And in that in that same vein, I started making a list after reading the story of just some of the stories that have been promoted in the news over the course of the past two weeks or so. And this is just basically off the top of the head. If we did an investigative you know, research, we could get some even long list of crazy ones. But just here's a quick sampling of some of the headline stories we've had over the past couple of weeks or things that have happened on social media. One, OJ Simpson has tweeted out his a video his video take on the Chauvin verdict and he sided oh with God. the he agreed with the verdict and he also agreed with the protesters using using uh, violent measures um, so that's you know a murderer or people believe him to be a murderer commenting on this murder trial and then we have the most famous transgender not named RuPaul announcing that she is running for <laughs> California governor which is Caitlyn Jenner obviously and Randy Quaid I know we're gonna talk about that he might uh, want to run as well. I, I'm totally going to vote for Randy Quaid if yeah. I can. On top of that, we've had rumors being reported that Kim Kardashian is dating Van Jones of CNN. Let's get a little more reality show with it. We had, Dude. We had, I'm going to tell you more about that story in a second. We had Joe Biden wear a mask during an international summit of world leaders in which none of the other world leaders were wearing masks. And the meeting was held over Zoom. So that's a little crazy. <laughs> I'm almost never tempted to use the word retarded, given that my son has Down syndrome. Yeah. But let's just suffice it to say, if I ever were to, I think that would pretty much do it. Absolutely. And we've had America just yesterday celebrate a government organization telling us that when we go outside now, we can sometimes not cover our face Again, sometimes this was celebrated by the media. That's backwards. And obviously the Hunter Biden teaching at Tulane University. <laughs> Step back and think about that list for a minute. This is insane. These are distractions. They are, are just melting people's minds right now. Right. But he's going to teach you how to how to embrace the cognitive dissonance, as you would say. Right. Yeah, embrace that's right. It. So can I give you a little cognitive dissonance or you yeah, still got please. more crazy headlines? So I, I thought you were going to catch this. I heard it on the news this morning that there's a Jeopardy contestant and he must have been there for a few days because I believe I saw him when I was at my mom's house and she watches Jeopardy, even though it got Alex Trebek is gone. And the, the questions, I noticed it right away. I was like, uh, is anyone else noticing how these questions are political propaganda? Oh, like really? Mean, they're always PC, but now they're just like, 
Yeah, it's just like because people haven't worn masks, yeah. oh my New York had you know had how many cases of COVID, like that kind of thing, and you're like, what? Of course, yeah, that <laughs> and makes and. Sense. Anderson Cooper was hosting it. George Stephanopoulos hosted one. So hard to listen. But anyway, so I think this was one of the guys there. And he just kind of looked a little bit schlubby, you know, like a kind of suit wearing chubby white guy with not a great look on his face. An Irish name, which I was surprised by. You should see that. So apparently he yesterday gave the OK sign, which we all know was transitioned into a hate sign yeah. by Milo and or whatever by 4chan or yeah, whoever got a jeopardy to spread it I'm sure yeah so so his argument he said he didn't say that's not a hate sign he said I was just saying this was my third win and yesterday I did that and the day before I did that or yeah or he which did those this, the, this, Monica's this. holding up know. her fingers one and two. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. 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 Which ironically <laughs> are also both racist hate symbols. The the one and two, I'm, I'm assuming. Assuming. But I wouldn't be surprised if some, one of the producers suggested it to him. Like, hey, if you do this day one, like it'll be like your sign of confidence. Like chalk one up two, three. Like the way Kurt Schilling messed with. Uh, Roger Clemens on they were in a World Series together and um, Kurt Schilling normally I guess the pitcher doesn't really make the no the a pitcher batting doesn't usually make the pitcher work and I mean you know all these things but like so he was from the league where the pitchers do bat uh-huh. so Kurt Schilling kept fouling out which was using up Roger Clemens's pitches. Yeah. And I think he I think he was messing with them and putting up his finger like one, two, three, like messing this pitch count up. Yeah. And I just thought it was funny because I liked Kurt Schelling Schelling at the time and I detest Roger Clemens. I think I'm thinking of the right people. Um, Anyway, so I feel like maybe they were telling him to be like an a-hole and mess with the other guys like one, two, three. Yeah. You know, and set up and he thought it was like a thing to do. You know, uh, like a confidence building thing. I mean, but can you I imagine did... winning Jeopardy three times in a row and then all anybody says is racist? We saw what you put up with your fingers. But he's just the right type too, to like for, to be set up for that. And and who knows? Maybe they just cheat now. Maybe they just give them because you take a lot of tests to get on there. So they could craft the questions to see to make who win, I think. And uh, and the only other thing is somebody tweeted at me and I noticed it. I was like, doesn't isn't it the sign language sign like O and K or oh no that's K but I it was whatever sign language and that it is it's just right there sorry that's the K <laughs> the K, that's the oh, K. I see. so the uh, sign language okay sign is I think that's the sign I think that is the sign language sign for okay so are people who I don't know which we've suggested it's that. all it must I wonder if it's also a racial slur in sign language I, I don't know sign language it's not I'm just being sarcastic but Who sign knows? language is I mean, fascinating to me I love watching people speak in sign language well the ADL included the okay sign with like I remember you brought this story but there were 20 or 30 other symbols that they were declaring to be racist like is that all it takes yeah they just declare it do you it, just declare it I mean had, and I always do thumbs up like is that is that like homophobic? Right. Yeah. And when you choose things, ways that hit people's hands naturally fall sometimes or right. positions people. Now. Sitting down is a or, racist symbol. Well, I, I mean, you have to go. Anymore. 
You have to go back in time to like FDR must have been a racist. Right. Yeah. We got to do that all, all the time. Or who was from Oklahoma was like Truman or something like they, they must have been racist. Maybe you're on to something. Maybe <laughs> the point is to retroactively go back and say, see, America is and always has been. Systemic oh, racist. yeah. Oh, that actually was in my notes that they are saying that the OK sign is racist to demonstrate the pervasiveness of racism. But the only reason the OK sign is pervasive is because it wasn't a symbol of racism. <laughs> I mean, it's so twisted. It really fries your brain sometimes to wrap your head around this. And, and when I start to think about it like that, I'm like, well, that's exactly what they're trying to do is Absolutely. fry people's Absolutely. brains out. So let's try to squeeze in a little uh, COVID before we get to the last story. I liked what you were telling me yesterday, but I don't think we got to it. So bring that. Which COVID thing was it? Oh, sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. It was the Rogan Rogan vaccination. Yeah. Tell me what happened. Well, Joe Rogan was talking with Dave Smith yesterday. I believe it was yesterday. The video came out yesterday. And Mm -hmm. Rogan said on the video that he was or if he if he thinks the vaccine is safe, he said it's probably safe in his opinion. But if someone who is 21 years old came to him and this is a healthy person and says, should I take the vaccine? Rogan said, I, I'd tell him no. Uh, if How old are you? You're 21. You're healthy. Do you eat right? Are you in good shape? I'd tell him not to take it. And he's getting all kind of backlash for sticking his toe in the vaccine hesitant waters, which is just absurd. So I've got two observations about that. I'll make them quick. I think he needs to build back some credibility because he did go to Spotify. They initially said, oh, we're only taking down one or two of your shows. And then now there are many shows. They took down many of his shows. So he had all that credibility. And now you can't go back to see the things that he really did, what built his audience in the first place, which was actually and probably open-minded or revealing stuff. So they need to build back his credibility a little bit. That's a way to do it. But plenty of people have some say something sideways about vaccines. They can take that hit. And if you go and look at the SPARS documents from 2017 from Johns Hopkins, as we were discussing, people are looking at it as just another blueprint for COVID. And yes, in fact, it looks like that. No doubt. Top to bottom. But if you look at it, if you actually read the stated purpose of the scenario they were doing, according to that blueprint, it was a way to study and push the boundaries of propaganda, of how to deal with propaganda in emerging media, how to how to deal with it in like if there's a blackout, how to deal with it. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. It's all about how to deal with propaganda challenges going forward. And one of the things which recurred throughout the themes, and you can, if you look at that, you can see it as the blueprint for COVID as a propaganda exercise. But one thing was if celebrities speak against your interests, against the narrative, how do you handle that? And, and there have been a few people, Elon Musk, now Joe Rogan, they get to be the cool guys who say something a little bit off. They're very, very powerful propaganda figures because of that, whether they know it or not. All you need to do is sit there and say to him, hey, Joe, you know, you got Spotify producers now. Uh, Say this, but don't go too far. You know, like you can say, what do you want to say? Say that because you can be managed and handled without even knowing that you're an operative. But he's he's doing something they they're studying. We also have those celebrities. We talked about one of them yesterday who have come out against the left in other realms. The yes, yes. Rose McGowan. Yeah. Yeah, they're definitely pushing the boundaries of propaganda. There's no doubt about that. For our last big story of the Free 30, we're going to talk about 
why this talk of John Kerry being a traitor is a distraction from the real story. Monica has cracked the code, and we're going to find out what that is. But before we get to that, I'm going to tell you a little bit about what's going to be in the Patron 15, which is a concept called the psychological time collapse. I'm going to tell you what that means. And of course, a big thanks to our sponsor of today's show, True Hemp Science. Yes, I have to say, I always like to do this one because I'm a true believer in true hemp science. It took forever to really get me on board because I, you know, I like my cocktails, but I'm very moderate and I don't, stuff that's mind altering, I don't like that. I like to be on my game. Not too much of that. I don't like hangovers, feeling bad. So I was just afraid that this would have some kind of effect like that. And I, in my experience with it, it has all it has been for me is positive. Just a little CBD oil in a little water after dinner and my whole profile for the evening and my night's sleep. And even the next day takes on a way different mood. It takes like 10 days to just do it every night. I feel mellower, sleep better, and feel happier the next day. And I, I have it's, it's something you have to experience for yourself. So go to if you're interested in trying it, go to truehempscience.com and sign up for a private consultation. I talk to my guy there all the time. It's they have lots and lots of cool goodies, but it's just. He's the real deal. It's very expert. He's serious about it. The extremely high quality products. You don't want to just, you know, it's have a party. <laughs> you want to see what it is that you, why you're interested in it and, and what products he might think you would like. So I think it's worthwhile talking to him and, uh, I've been loving it. So check it out. TrueHempScience.com. And I think you go to, I forget what the, how the, how it is, it's truehempscience.com slash propaganda, or is it slash propaganda report? I always forget. It's slash prop report. It's truehempscience.com slash prop report. There's usually a little special goodie there. You can also put in prop code as your promo code and uh, see what he's got on offer. But I, I suggest you check it out. He doesn't even have all of his products on the website, so you got to call him. Yeah, I got it's like that special menu at Starbucks. You gotta you gotta ask for it. To get yes, that. and yeah. tell him I sent you because he likes to know. He's very sweet. He really just supports the show. Yeah, to support the show. So yeah, I, I, I like the I like their products too. The oh the, yeah, the skin great. products are great. Like yeah. rough feet or sore muscles, like that that you can tell in one use. So and he's got packages, flights, and and the t-shirts. Special, that, like I always say, I get comments. We love the t-shirts. Wear, yeah. My kids love the t-shirts because they yeah, think they're it's cool funny looking. to have true hemp science. And right. They're super cool. Yep. And uh, if you haven't, check us out on rockfan.com slash propaganda report for our exclusive video analysis of the globalists themselves plotting to rule the world. That That's literally what they're talking about. So join Rockfin and we do hours a month of our exclusive analysis of the powers that be in their plots. And what you'll get is you'll get early release interviews as well. And these exclusive videos Our material is almost exclusive to Rockfin because YouTube has been progressively <laughs> kicking us off more and more right now. They're, they're kicking us off just Ugh. before we even start videos. Putting I'm titles. getting hit because yeah. of Garland. Yeah. So, 
we put most of our stuff on Rockfin now. And Rockfin, because it is like YouTube meets Netflix, with your subscription, you'll not only get access to all of our Rockfin content, you also get access to the content produced by all Rockfin content creators, which includes people like Sam Tripoli, Whitney Webb, Jason Burmis, Mike Cernovich, a lot of great content on there. And we do have a special offer for Rockfin subscribers who are interested in our patron content. And so, so for patron saints who are interested in joining Rockfin, um, if you're if you're either in this category, the patron saint, or you're or you're already on Rockfin, you want to become a patron. Email us at the prop report podcast at gmail.com and we will hook you up with a uh, a deal there. Or if you are already on Patreon, just message me and I'll sh- yeah. I'll tell you how to get it. It's basically being a patron saint and getting Rockfin for one extra dollar. Yeah, awesome. That's basically how it works. So, but I have to fiddle with things because they yeah. nobody wants you to do that. Patreon and Rockfin, they don't really want you to do it that way. But yeah, I fig- check it, I out. We, it out. We do a lot of deep dive content on there. It's really it's cool stuff. It's the it's pretty damning information from the horses' mouths themselves. That's Rockfin.com slash propaganda report. With that said, now on to the final story of the free 30 so you've heard it's been on the news every day it seems like john Kerry, uh he's treasonous treason traitor he should be fired he should quit because this guy in iran said that Kerry told him that israel bombed syria 200 times and Carrie says that was common knowledge and I'm no traitor and yada, yada, yada. And isn't Carrie like pro Iran and what can you imagine? So I'm thinking, is this one of those Ukraine scenarios where Victoria Newland was the, the <clears throat> scandal was that she said F the EU in hidden audio. But in fact, the leaked audio was her plotting a coup against a democratically elected government. And they just did the F the EU thing to throw you off. So I said, well, maybe Israel bombing Syria 200 times isn't really something that that is, is something that's coming out. But but that people, they don't want people to penetrate that. That's just, why did they hit them 200 times? Is it, was it defensive or was there something more to it? Are we, you know, just Syria, Israel wants something from Syria. They're close to them. And of course, they always poise this position, this stuff as being like Iranian assets there, the Iranian presence there. Iranians try to take over Syria to get to Israel. And I, I wonder about that too. And I always wondered about that because of the Soleimani thing. Like I always felt like we hit Soleimani for the corrupt treasonous government of Iran that betrays its own people, that Soleimani was like a true blue Iranian, for better or worse. You know that's been my theory. I've told you that before. So I thought, but that was just a passing thought. And I said, so let me read the articles. I wonder if this is really about stuff that Israel was doing that people, they don't want you to focus on. And what I found was this guy who was talking about that stuff, the Iranian guy who was, who, uh, Zarif, who whose comments revealed that said that the oh it's hard all right so the extracts this is i'm just gonna read the quote the extracts also the extracts from this guy's um hidden audio a a, interview he did that he said was going to be off the record but obviously it came out suggested that soleimani refused to listen to a request by zarif's foreign ministry that tehran show less overt support for the syrian leader Assad. uh they didn't want to use state airline 
uh, Iran air to transport military equipment personnel. They didn't want to deploy ground forces to the war-torn country. So Soleimani, Tehran, this is this to me is the real story. That this guy's saying that Tehran was trying to control Soleimani because Soleimani really did want to give support to Syria, wanted to send over troops, wanted to send over military equipment, and they didn't want him to. So this is proof positive that Soleimani, or I should say this supports the theory that Soleimani was at odds with Tehran. And I feel like that's the real story here. I mean, this is only for people who are following that or remember me saying that. But but it was it was a real watershed moment in my thinking because I had always thought like Trump's goal, one of the roles he might be asked to play is to start a war with Iran. And then I was like, you know what? After I saw that, I thought maybe the whole Iran thing, maybe they're our great Satan the way we're their great Satan. And how else could they divvy up all the land between Israel and Iran? Because it's kind of curious that Iran is like the arch enemy of Israel when they're they're actually the farthest apart you can get if you look at the map. So if you want to divvy up all the stuff in between, what do you want? You want a war that absorbs all the space in between and you don't want to actually defeat Iran. You want to use that as an excuse to quote, clean up all those countries in between. So I just feel like that's the real story. It has nothing to do with Kerry, what he said, what yeah. his position is. It has to do with the true uh, straight power concepts, to use Gregory Harms. It makes you title. wonder how the people of Iran, not the governments, not the people in power, but just the the citizens, what their views actually are on things. Because we've all, everybody's so propagandized into a whole that, our perceptions of other countries and other people are probably so far away from what the reality actually is. I was shocked because out here there are a lot of versions and one of them, I I don't know if the ones who get over here are in league with us. One of them said to me, yeah, I wish the U.S. would do for Iran what it did for Syria or like for Iraq, something like that, like liberate quote liberate which is such bs like it just destroys the country but it does change the regime yeah and so it just i think it's to say that many people in countries especially our own as well as there and other places they really care about what will benefit them personally so yeah i'm sure it's a highly complex issue and i have a big announcement and i also have a shout out all right so i have been wanting to do this for the longest time Every once in a while, not too often, there's a fifth Friday in the month. So for us, our first Friday is the first Friday disappearing patron party for patrons of the truth and higher on Patreon. Then there's the VIP DPP, which is on the third Friday, and that's for patron saints and friends of the show. But I always wanted to do on a fifth Friday. What do you do on a fifth Friday? Take the night off or do you have some cocktails with your friends? So we... What I want to do, and I'm happy to say that you're going along with this, I want to do a fifth Friday, first ever, fifth Friday free-for-all, free-for-all patrons. So if you're a patron of any level, you will be able to access the post, receive the invitation for a link, or having a special, but probably will happen, I don't know if it'll ever happen again, but this is the first time we're doing a DPP open to all patrons, just in honor of it being Fifth Friday. It's kind of like a leap year, like called Leap Friday. <laughs> so it's a Leap Friday, and we are going to do so. Look out for that. Set your calendars. It's going to be five o'clock on Friday Pacific time, eight 
Eastern. And I will, you will, you should get an email for it. If you don't get an email, just go check the post on patreon.com. If you're any level patron, you'll be able to open that post and join us. It's bank, Binkley mirror on the screen. Y'all are in the chat, but it's super fun for everybody. Bring a cocktail, wear your pajamas. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's a free-for-all. Free-for-all, I love that. It gives it <laughs> wild. There's no telling what's going to happen. And then I have a shout-out from one of our uh, most, I'm going to say amusing, daring, bold, our bold, one of our boldest patrons, who's, you might know him because his wife has a gorgeous butt. And it's Joe from Legit Bat, whose wife co-hosts. You don't get to see her butt, but she's gorgeous head to toe, so you can watch the whole thing. And now you can see it on video because Legit Bat is on Rockfin. So awesome. he is saying that he's joining the port party with all us excellent professionals. So if you join Rockfin, you can watch both of our shows. Go to rockfin.com slash legit bat. The next episode that we do together because we've been on his show, is uh, going straight on there. So hopefully you'll catch Legit Bat on Rockfin. That's great. And yeah, that's it. So now let's... Uh, oh, did I tell you about the poll for... Did you tell people about the poll for Patreon 15? The poll? I took a poll on Twitter of what role I should play in the underground, and I was a little surprised at the uh, results. What, what were tell the you results? About that. Oh, we're going to tell you on the page in 15. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm excited. I didn't know that a poll was conducted. I missed it. Yes, I conducted a poll. Awesome. <laughs> I think that wraps it up. It you sure does. You can find your Drive Time News Blast every week afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform with the Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want access to that extra content that we post every time we post a DMB, go to patreon.com slash propaganda report become a patron or go to rockfin.com slash propaganda report and join there we will talk to y'all tomorrow or in the patron 15 have a fantastic rest of your day